guess what? We're recording. All this right. is kind of creepy. <laughs> I don't know. We are not. The, we might be the, sound, the sounds of the voices in your head, but if that is the case, you might need to talk to someone. If we are the voices in your head, you have Ooh, issues. This is, that's bad. That that you need to go talk to Freud. Dig him up. Talk to him. Whatever. Anyway, he probably hi. Already is talking to yeah. you. Yeah. Anyway, what's up, guys? What's up, everybody? Hello, 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 and welcome to podcast number one of Wingman's Garage. Woo-hoo! This is Chris, the Wingman, and Daniel, the Pretty Boy. Woo-hoo! With the kitties. Yeah, we also got the cats here just because I can't seem to get rid of them. So if I think they... that, I think this cat weighs about as much as I do. He's not fat. He's big boned. No, dinosaurs are big boned. That thing's fat. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so. fashion on my pussies. <laughs> well, you know, it happens. Um, anyway, we're just going to let that all of that ride. Um, so, again, this is podcast number one. And just to give some backstory, Chris and I have been talking about doing this for God knows how long. Yes, yes. And we finally got to the point where, hey, we're going to do this because if we don't, somebody else is going to do it the way we want to do it, and then we're going to be pissed because they're doing it. And then we'll probably still not do it if we didn't just do it. So, Mm. in the spirit of doing it, hey, guess what? We're We're doing it. We're here. So, anyway. So, you know, all this starts off with uh, me. I started my whole... uh, web persona the wingman with wingman's garage on facebook and instagram and also youtube you may or may not probably not have seen all like two of the videos i posted as of today but it's all good um we have real jobs too so that kind of takes up some time just like you yeah Uh, hey you know we are real people we're not sitting here with a million dollars worth of uh audio equipment because if you could see the microphone right now you probably would laugh very hard. And again, we're real people unless we are the voices in your head. <laughs> right. But anyway. So, a little about myself. Uh, let's see. I've been in the whole motorcycle industry, per se, since uh, 2002. Um, I'm not one of those guys who went to school and learned everything there is to learn because, honestly, some of those guys. And if you are one of them, be offended. Don't be offended. I don't care. You know, some of the newer talent I've seen out there not so impressed. You can read a book. Yep, you can read a book and learn more. Um, Everything I learned, I learned from two people back home way back when, um, Sid and Jason. These two are my mentors. Uh, They're my Obi-Wan Kenobi, Qui-Gon, if you would. Minus the whole death thing. Minus the death thing. Um, They taught me everything I know mechanically about motorcycles. My friend Mikey back home, he's the one who taught me how to ride. God bless his heart. I don't know how he managed to make it through this without uh, having a heart attack. Or strangling you. Or strangling me. But here I am. Oh, Lord. 14 years later and uh, still riding. And uh, somehow Mash dragged this guy kicking and screaming into the door to record this. Yes, because he needed a he needs a wingman, apparently. Yes. And someone who is just crazy enough to run his mouth back at him. Um, I got in the game back in, oh gosh, 2004. I didn't have anybody to teach me anything. I just kind of learned it as I went. Um, although I, I'm still learning, it's pretty bad. Which honestly, if you're we not all learning, are. 
You're right. Right. But I do. I will blame my father because he taught me to read with Ryder and Cycle World magazine. So I was kind of doomed from birth to love motorcycles. Uh, I grew up watching old episodes of Moto World on VHS. I remember watching some kind of old race from 1986 or 87 with Kevin Schwantz on an old school GSXR 750 in the blue and white with the white wheels. I fell in love with it. Legendary. Oh, Absolutely gosh. legendary. But it's one of those things where been in and out of the game. I love the stuff that's out down the track rat that everybody looks at and goes, oh, dear Lord, he's here. So... <laughs> Me, yeah. I'm just the street squid. Yep. Okay. He's the, we'll get him on track this year, though. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. But yeah, so that's us in a nutshell. I mean, if you're listening and you get bored and you want to ask us questions, you can shoot us questions on Facebook that's or right. Instagram. Hit us up that yep. way, and we'll answer them on air. Yep. We'll sit there and read through. And if you've got questions, we would love to answer them. Yeah, if they're dumb questions, we are gonna call you out. And say this is kind of a dumb question, but we're gonna explain to you why it's stupid. You'll and get a dumb gonna, answer from us. You, then we'll explain to you what you need to ask and what the issue is right now. So anyway, without further ado, Chris, what do you have in your rotating door, revolving door, motorcycle-wise right well, now? Well, we can explain to people what we've got. That's right. Well, let's start with uh, the current state of the union. Of the motorcycle world. Oh, Lord. I know. I know. Let's get presidential themes fired up right now. Oh, God, no. Okay, fine. No. All right. <laughs> Don't want to do it. No? All right. Nope. Well, let's talk about the way the motorcycle world is right now. Let's start with uh, the industry-wide. Industry-wide, yes. All right. So, 2015. Big year for Yamaha. Big year. Let's talk Yamaha. about Yamaha. Yamaha, Yamaha has strong. kicked ass yes. this year. Coming right off the heels of something that was a little more beginner-friendly, but completely not. The FZ09. Yes, that or, bike, I will say this. Let's talk about the FZ09. FZ09, fun bike. Fun, fun bike. bike. I will give it that. It is a fun bike if you're looking for something to commute on and have some fun on a back road and not push too hard. Not too hard. The FZ09 is perfect. Yep. I if will you, say this. If you're going to try and go on a racetrack, upgrade the suspension. Massive upgrades. Is very, very soft. To budget. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I don't want to say it's bad, but it's yeah. very to budget. You know, again, you're looking at a bike that is, when it first came out, was, was right up seven grand. It's yeah, a little bit more than that now. Yeah, it's about 8300 now, right? Right. Now, this bike is better than anything $7,000 is worthy of buying. Don't get me wrong. Phenomenal engine. I will argue with that, but we're not going to argue right now. Phenomenal engine. You know, just under 900 cc's of three cylinders pushing stupid amounts of torque for that type of bike. Yeah, very, very, it's again, the motor's strong. Yamaha has always been good at making really yep. strong motors, and they let you down on the suspension side on this bike. Yes, totally. That is the biggest shortcoming of the FZ09 was the suspension. And uh, we can go up and down about yeah. how to fix this, but, you know, that's what the web forums are all about. Or we'll talk about it in a later podcast exactly. and all that kind of stuff. But I will say, for the money, phenomenal bike. However, I will say it was outshone by the FZ07. FZ07 is fantastic. Fantastic. They're actually, they're actually working. There is a, I think it's a shop out in California mm -hmm. that they have done a flat, an actual flat track race bike. Oh yeah. It looks slick. I mean, if they do this, it, it harkens back to the old XS650 and yep. 750 days. I saw a picture of Kenny's old. King Kenny, happy birthday, King Kenny King. day, by the way. Oh, happy birthday, happy King, birthday Kenny. King Kenny. Again, He's another legend. Five today. And Ooh. can still ride the wheels off anything. It doesn't matter. It's still but faster than anybody I know. still faster than everybody I ever know. But anyway, so, well, yeah, he's still faster. Right. But, so, 
you know, again. He's on an, he was on an XS650 slash 750 back in the day before he went to GPs. He jumped off that XS750 onto the TZ750 <laughs> and got off that, looked at Yamaha and goes, let's not edit. We're not going to be, we can put an explicit character on this. Why as well? He what? looks at, he looks at that bike and looks, walks off and says, they don't pay me enough to ride that motherfucker. So, right? yeah. So, XS, yeah, that MT, that MZ, what is it? It's MT07 in Europe. I, I, that's what I'm used to. MZ07. It's Yamaha's SV650 fighter. Mm-hmm. And it started off in when Kawasaki has brought out that ER6. That's been killing everybody in lightweight racing over in Europe now. Since everybody's running the light with the ER6 over at the Isle of Man and lightweight racing throughout Europe. That has prompted Yamaha to try and jump into this boat, and in all honesty, you put a little bit of suspension work in that F- in the mm-hmm. FZ07, and you put a halfway decent rider on it. I guarantee you that MTO that FZ07 will wax an FZ09 around a racetrack. Absolutely. Wax. In fact, there's so much uh, support out there and belief in this bike that uh, AP Motor Arts, uh, you might want to look at them. They've gone ahead and they've actually made a track ready version really? of this FZ07. They call it, of course, the FZ07R. Um, again, check them out. Um, look, on, look for them on Instagram. I know uh, Road Racing World actually did a uh, article on him about a month or so ago. It, it's impressive. Now, is this like a full fairing track bike, or is it a naked bike that's got it, like Graves did, did, has done that R three? Got gotcha. turnkey pull. Hey, spend your money. It's a turnkey R three race. Right now, it is fully fared. Um, now it does take some work to convert your FZ07 into the R spec per se. But uh, it's possible, and he is more than happy to show you what to do. Putting on body work and changing over a naked bike to mm-hmm. full fairing is a weekend with a half-competent mechanic. Yes. And you can do it in your backyard or in your garage. It's not hard. You just unbolt, and then you unbolt the speedometer and the headlight, and you put the fairing stay in the speedometer right. back. That's it. And, of course, you know, going the full nine yards, you know, you're going to also end up doing different swing arm, yeah. I think even a different subframe. But again, subframe's easy. Swing arm, you're going to have to right. actually need some help. But right. swing, subframe's easy. But it all depends what you're looking at. Yeah. But we're getting a little off track. So tangent again, number one. Tangent one. So here we are talking about Yamaha in 2015, FZ09, FZ07, the and of course XS whatever. The XS900R is going to actually going to be more of a 2016 model uh, variation <sighs> of the FZ09. I really hope that it's not like the Bolt C-Spec. Um. I really hope because well, that C-Spec, they just kind of saw a market and said, let's throw this yeah. on there. And it was kind of half-cocked. Yeah. Now, you know, the FZO, sorry, the XSR900 yeah. is going to be, I think, based more on the FJ09, which is going to have the improved suspension. It's going to have traction control as well as the uh, three different selectable rider modes. A little more of that uh, scrambler styling. Thanks, Ducati. Um yeah, the Ducati Scrambler is only yeah. the biggest selling Ducati of all time. Right. But anyway. But again, tangent number two. We'll, but go, that's we'll coming get into up. Ducati soon. Now let's talk about the elephant in the China shop. Sorry, it's more of a bull, but hey, we're going to go we'll with go the with elephant, elephant for 2015 in Yamaha. The R1 and the oh, R1M. And the R1S that is coming. Yes, R1S uh, for most of us who can't afford the R1M. That is a U.S. only bike. They're yep. not selling that in Europe. They're not, they don't even sell the big bikes in Japan that I'm aware of. Exactly. But this is the thing. If you, For those of us who can't afford Italian cars and Ferraris and everything else, which are probably ninety percent of which us. Which are ninety nine percent of us, more than likely. If you want something that could spontaneously combust, get an R one. 
you could have that ex- the same exact experience of Ferrari ownership mm-hmm. of sudden fires as an R1. Yep. They didn't plan that very well. And <laughs> unf- and the only two places that I've seen an R1 actually work in race trim is the US and BSB at the tail end of. So I'm not I haven't ridden one yet. I've seen one, two on the track that were normal people and not Josh Hayes and AMA guys. Um it's one of those things where yes, it's a brand new bike, they're developing it. Um, still some bugs. Still some bugs to work out. It's a transmission issue. Is that what it is? Yep, it's there is a the recall in the transmission that uh, if you currently have a brand new 2015 R1, R1M, uh, and you haven't already contacted your dealer about getting this uh, recall done, do it now. The recall completely covers everything as far as the complete rebuild and teardown of the transmission. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. In fact, Get on there now so you can get in the wait list. Uh, our local dealership here already has 10 bikes in the lineup. So make sure you get now yourself in there. Are they actually rebuilding the trans or they just don't want a new one in there? They are completely oh, rebuilding God. and replacing. Oh, they are replacing yes. it. They're not just rebuilding it. Okay. Yes. Uh, because a re- just yanking it up and putting a new one in there probably be more cost effective. True. Because paying for shop fees and everything else, that, that would be a nightmare. Yes. That, oh gosh, I can't imagine. Yep. So. We've, I've dealt with warranty recalls on cars before, and oh my god, I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it, it's a anyway. it's a progress pro- process. Process. Yes, it is. Anyway. But again, the R1 just made waves from the moment it was announced to the moment it actually hit the streets and the track. It looks good. It's okay. Well, I'll take it back. It's not. A, it's a striking motorcycle. It's it not is. a pretty motorcycle. It's, yeah. not, it's striking in the same sense as an H2 is striking. It's very pretty. Right. It looks good, but it's not It's not pretty. No. It's not pretty no. in the sense of maybe... It's a lot prettier with race plastic. On it's a lot prettier sure. with a lot with race plastic yep. and numbers yeah. and everything else. And again, it. you know, the the previous generation R1 wasn't my favorite it's, looks wise either. No, it's you and know? it's they're they're fast. You get them set up right. They're you're mm-hmm. laughing and grin, you're laughing yep. and grinning. Yeah. But the problem is with that with that generation R1 with that crossplane crank, the motor's so freaking wide. Vince, and you look at it when it first came out, the only person that ever did anything with it was Vince Pease. All right, that's it. And he was having issues in the first couple of races with him decking the engine cases after the engine so wide. So. It's just, and they ended up having to reset up a lot of stuff and change it anyway. Yeah. But it's been speeds and real. I have a real, I have a disdain for him. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll get onto that. When we we'll talk, talk about talk that about racing eventually. Yes, yes. So anyway, but so, again, this is just opening salvo, saying, hey, this is what's going on in the motorcycle world as of this point. So 2015, big year for Yamaha. Yeah. Honda, not, not so much, much, unless you happen to really like commuters. No, in that case, you're good to go, if, especially if you were really into anime and you consider yourself an otaku fan. Oh, you probably God. like to cosplay in your everyday life. And, you're in a, um, and you can ride your NM01 or whatever it yep, is. NM, NMV4, I forget exactly what it is. Batman, I'm sure, would like it initially until he realized it was a damn scooter. And what, from what I understand, that thing needs, it's got a 700 in it and it needs a 1000. It's basically an NC700 with sort of a, the Akira bike look. It's kind of cool, but again, it's mm. not something I would run out and buy. Not cool enough. But anyway, we'll All right. go on to something else. Moving um, on from there, let's talk about Team Green. Team Green. Um, oh, God. Interesting sort of year the new for them. ZX10, well, yeah, they won World Superbike. Mm-hmm. ZX10 got the a ZX10. complete redesign. The a new slight one face looks, change. The new one looks a lot 
like a BMW. A lot more, minus the funky headlights. Minus the funky headlights. Um, but it's one of those things where everybody's kind of chasing two bikes right now. They're cha- for the street at least. They're chasing the Panigale. They're chasing the S1000. Well, no, I take it back. They're chasing the RSV4. Mm-hmm. They're chasing the Panigale yep. or the BMW. Yep. The BMW. I'm. It's the ZX10 is cool. I like the 10. They've come a long way since the first one. The mm-hmm. first ZX10 was a head shaking whore. Yep. I mean, I told everybody that bought one, buy a, it. Oh, you're getting a ZX10? Okay, the, you need to work the steering damper into your financing because this is a head-shaking bitch mm-hmm. from Satan. Well, it's luckily, wrong. you know, they started throwing in that Olin's uh, steering damper. Still didn't calm it down. Well, then again, you Still know. Still didn't calm it down. When I've got the factory, when I've got a guy that is a paid mechanic for mm-hmm. an AM18, we're walking through the paddock, he hands me a beer, and he goes, and we're talking bikes, and I, say, I ask him, how's the ZX-10? And he goes, oh, they're pieces of shit. When he's sitting there paid to work on those things, wow. and he tells me they're pieces of shit, they don't handle, I, be- I believe him. Right. Sorry. Well, you know, you also got to realize, too, the same steering damper that you get from the ZX-10, yes, it's Olin's, yeah. it's not exactly the same level as the... Uh, steering damper you can buy to replace it from Olin's. No, it is Funny not. how that works, but you know, again, cost saving measures equals what goes on the bike. Yes. Now, that being said, the last time I rode a ZX10, admitted it was a 06 model, and I had oh. a hard time keeping that the front wheel on the ground. Oh, God. Those yeah. Things. When you, the motor's fantastic. If you can yeah. find a wreck one and put it in like a go kart or a kit car, oh, my God, it'd be so <laughs> right? Fun. right? That would be fun. So there you go. You know, the only other bike that really I can say came out of Kawasaki this year was uh, the Versus 1000. And, but they're going uh, after the V-Strom 1000 market yep, and yep. everything else. And the v- Well, the V-Strom and the, or the BMW, and the, you're never going to touch a BMW. True. Console. But then again, never do it. you think about the, uh, the Versus uh, 800 that came out years ago. Oh, wait. Yeah. Uh, Versus 800 was good. Yeah. And that took, what? Two or three titles as a motorcycle of the year. The year it came out. Yeah, but it's one of those things you can take all that all you want, but no. then you jump on a BMW. Right. Like if you're gonna do if you're gonna do hardcore gravel roads and you're gonna right. do it for a long time, you're not you know, gonna be two, riding a versus. There's two bikes on your radar. It's a Multistrada and a GS. Yeah. And you're gonna buy the GS because yeah. the GS is the bike. I'm sorry. Especially if you're gonna be doing more off road yeah. stuff because. I mean, even Ducati will admit it. Yes, the Multistrada, and I love the Multistrada, mm-hmm. especially the 1200. Oh, yeah. The Multistrada is definitely a bike for many roads, hence the name. The off-road it's section, off-road. it can do some dirt roads. It, it can do, do a little a bit of gravel. Road, but that's it. But, yeah, that's it. Of course, now they got the new Enduro coming out for 16. Different beast. Whatever. Again, we'll, when it we'll shows get up, there. we'll talk about it. Right. Now, again, the Versus 1000, hey... For the guys who and love and their verses because it does everything. It does do everything. For, you know, less than $15,000. Yes, awesome bike. Again, is it as good as a B-Strom? I don't know. I haven't ridden one. I like the B-Strom, that motor. Uh, of course. Uh, it's a TL-1000 motor. Right. Bigger, it's, you can't right. beat it. Of course, you know, the B-Strom has such a name for anybody who wants to go from Mexico to Alaska in the you same bike and the same ride. You can definitely do it, just like a KLR650. KLR, well, a lot less boring. The Clur is, is the... The, anyway. Yeah. But, again, other than that was the Z1000, which was just... Ah, no. It's they like, lost their way. The Z1000's cool, but only cool is in, like, the dude riding down the interstate pulling a wheelie while wearing a Predator mask. You it's, know, it's just that cool. It's not... I mean, the I'm, Z1000... It's bad when Suzuki beats you at your own game. Right. Like, right. the GSX-S1000... I don't like the look of either one of these bikes. And I will tell you right now, I am a Suzuki guy. 
if it's Japanese and I'm buying Japanese, I'm going to buy lean Suzuki right off the jump. That's just who I am. That's how I've always been. I've got an SV650 in the garage right now. But the Z1000, I've always wanted one from 03 to 06. That's the Z1000 I want. Good they, years. They've lost their way a little. They lost their way a little bit. They brought it back in this last, the previous generation. Yep, the this new one, 2008 just, to 2010. Yeah, pretty great nice. bike. The new one, it's almost like they're trying. It's it, and it's not just Cowie. It's the entirety of the Japanese manufacturers. They don't know how to make a naked bike. No, a, you can make a super bike all day, all day. You cannot make a naked. You have not made a good naked since Suzuki made the Bandit 12 back in '94. Stylistic-wise, uh, performance-wise, everything's constantly being retuned for more mid-range, just... yet it takes it takes the whole enjoyment, the whole point, the visceral feeling of riding a true naked bike, like a Tuono, yeah. or a, a Monster, even. I mean, this is, I'll put it this way. For the, about two grand, three grand more, which is not a big jump when we're looking at ten to $12,000 motorcycles, for an extra three grand, mm-hmm. You've got a fully optioned out BMW S1000R that will walk every bike in the class save a Tuano. Mm-hmm. And a Tuano will catch you will only get a Tuano will only get you at top end. And you're not gonna get there unless you're on the interstate. And you're not gonna break 160 on the interstate on this bike. I'm sorry, it's not I mean for the money, for the amount of money you have to spend to make a to make a Z one thousand or a GSX S thousand go around do prop perform very well to even come close to a naked on it from Europe. Forget it. Right. You're not, I mean, you might as well just go and buy European. Exactly. Which is why... Which is why I did. I've got a BMW. So... But yeah. here's the thing. All right. So... What else? Honda didn't bring anything out. Nope. Honda didn't bring out anything noteworthy. Nobody cares about the RC213. Um, you know, the CBR1000 SP, basically just a hot-rodded version of their a, CBR that's, that's been out since stock, 2008. That's a super stock bike that they built for... Off, Testing from the Isle of Man guys. Right. Okay, fine, whatever. That, that's yeah, it's pretty. It's and pretty. That's cool, and it's, it's cool. John McGinnis has one as a track day bike, and he just throws it in the back and takes off. Mm-hmm. But okay, fine. Give us something new. There is a new CBR thousand coming in 2017. I'm calling yeah. it now. It will be a V4, and it will be. I'm gonna say 200 horsepower, mm-hmm. 105 pound, 100, no, 115 pound feet of torque. It's gonna weigh 425 pounds. Um, and they're probably Nikki Hayden's probably already tested it. If not, he's going to be testing it here in the next couple of weeks. Real soon. Now, real soon. Now, counterpoint to that. Box, set gearbox the whole nine yards. Right. Now, here's the counterpoint to that. Other sources have proven that yes, there is going to be a new CBR 1000 in 2017. Mm-hmm. There is going to be a Honda Repler Racer track bike, whatever you want to call it, in a V4. However, what I've heard is Honda's direction with for the new CBR 1000 is going to be more street-biased than anything else. So we're probably going to see the CBR1000 maybe start leaning toward the Z1000SX. Right. More of a hypersport touring model, mm-hmm. because that is one area they don't have. They well, don't have a hypersport. They, yeah. Cowie and, Cowie and Suzuki have yep. the loose and the ZX14. Only two that do. But they don't have a big bore. And yep. I, I don't see Honda land on their laurels that much longer, because right. that's the only hole they have in the market. Yep. Now, the track bike, the race bike, Everything I've heard is pointing out to reviving the RVF name. And this is going to be your racing V4000cc ass kicker. It'll be an RC, I'm going to say like a 75 or something like right. that. Right. And that's something Honda 
desperately needs to do. The fifty-one quit, and that fifty-one. The only problem with the fifty-one was that it wasn't a good street bike. Yes, it it was was a terrible street bike. Phenomenal bike. Period. Everybody bought the nine fifty-four because they didn't want RC fifty-one because it wasn't that fast. The nine fifty-four on walk on RC fifty-one all day. Yep. But. But there we anyway, go. Anyway, there's Honda. We've talked about the big four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about the Euros. Euros, okay. Ducati's I mean, got another scrambler coming. They've got a new Diablo coming. Yeah. But in all honesty, it's all it's not okay. Whatever, fine. The scrambler, good for you guys. You guys mm-hmm. needed another hit. Yep. Bad. Good entry level bike. They got people who don't care about bikes to care about bikes. Yeah, it's a. Ve- I've ridden one. It's not nearly as cluggy as the old air cool. You can actually find neutral on that bike. Yep. And, but and it's than, not a monster. And it's not a monster. Don't get me wrong. Love the monsters, but it's not a monster. And the only problem is it's too many. Never mind. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> oh, come on. Go there. Oh, go there. I, it's one of those things where it just got too many people. You've got the. It's become the fashion statement that it was, mm-hmm. that riding was back in the mid to late 80s. And it's fine. We want all the people riding to come back in. And the good thing is, all the people who don't want to ride, they're going to sell these things in two years, and we'll get cheap freaking scramblers. Yes. You'll be able. I swear, you'll probably be able to pick up a scrambler for five grand in two years. Yep. Done. Yep. I mean, you're probably already right. going to start seeing them on the market. Yeah. Come springtime, because people you know, rode it for a are. year and then quit. Yep. But they've got a 400 version coming. Ah, whatever. That'll be fun for your smaller stature riders and everything else, mm-hmm. but I'm not too concerned about it. Um, Panigale is gorgeous and yep. it's fast. Eight ninety nine. Not fifty nine. That's right. Nine fifty nine is coming. That's going to be great. Cool thing is, it's going to be actually be a good street bike because it's not beholden to a race series. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. Aprilia didn't do anything except put an eleven hundred motor in a Tuano. You're right. BMW brought the US 1000 out, which is just an HP4. I know, just a straight up HP4. Right. Um, KTM, the RC8. RC8 is gone. They're coming back to GP next year. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 whatever. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Kate, the Super Duke's great. The Super Duke is the only bike in that class that actually was designed as a naked bike, not a super bike that's been stripped because it's a 1290. Cool bike, gorgeous bike, but the suspension's mm-hmm. still kind of goofy. Right. But that's and it, just, it is kind of goofy looking too. It's a cool. I like the I like the bike in the black and then the orange and white with the dual color wheels. True. Like you know, I, the more I think about it, I almost think Kawasaki tried to take the Z1000 in the same direction that the uh, KTM is. The KTM but they did. failed miserably. Visually, they yeah. failed. They failed. They did. It went too weird. Now, as the cat goes crazy, since we're talking about big bore naked, let's talk about big bore naked. Big bore naked. The Yamaha MT01. When you look at this, I rest I my case. To? I rest my case. The Japanese don't know how to design a naked bike. There we go. I'll it drink looks like it looks like Metal Gear Solid Mech Transformers, which is kind of the same kind of thing. But it looks like the guy who did Metal Gear Solid designed the Mech. The Metal Gear went back to the '80s version of Transformers when mm-hmm. this, when Megatron shrank to the gun, and that was it. So, am I excited about it? Yes, just because it's another big bore naked in the market and it looks like it's going to be fun. But it looks like it crap. It looks terrible, guys. Come on. You're right. It looks like, I mean, people make fun of my bike. I've got a, okay, fully disclosure, I have a BMW S1000R that I bought with my own money. We aren't getting paid to do anything yet. <laughs> so, yes. I bought it with my own money. I love that bike. Everyone picks on me for the way it looks because it's got the 
two shaped headlight. I don't care. I don't want to be seen on an MT-01. No. That just, oh, no. I, it might be nasty, it might be crazy, it might be just the next step to God, but you know what? You've got a big way to go, because the last big bore naked nasty bike you, quote unquote nasty big bore naked you had was an FZ-1. Yeah. I'm sorry. And the no. FZ-1. Was a sport touring yeah. bike, a fantastic sport touring yeah. bike. Yeah, absolutely. But it at least it looked good. Yeah, the original FZ-01 is gorgeous. I love yeah. that bike. But this MT-01, terrible. First mm. thing I'd do if I ever actually ended up with one is find out a way to put a big old 7-inch headlight on it Screw and that. call I'm it a day. I'm going to put a V-Rod headlight on it. Be Hell yes. Either a so, V-Rod or a... Something. Yeah, Just, something different. Right. Some LEDs A flat number plate on it. Something to get rid of that yeah. front end that's on there. It's terrible. But, all right. So, now that we've gone through that, let's what are we going to talk about? Uh, let's get into um, your specialty, the racing world. Oh, the racing world. Let's Ooh. talk about the racing world. What's coming up in 16? Coming up in 16. Obviously, oh. Nicky Hayden no longer racing for uh, the and GP. I am actually really excited for him for that because yes. it, once you go, and he, in, in his own words, once you go from a factory Honda to a factory Ducati, it's hard to go to a satellite team. And it's not mm -hmm. anything, and it's one of those things where you can see it through the ages from Kevin Schwantz on. Right after Kevin won the championship in 93, and he didn't have Wayne to go against, Kevin lost his edge. Or not really lost his edge, lost his desire to keep running. So he, he, he retires after Suzuka in 95, which is perfectly fine. It's all his priority and everything. Now he's out playing. Kevin's the nicest cat in the world. You see him out, and you say, hey, Kevin, I'm a fan. He will take pictures with you. He'll talk to you. It doesn't matter. But the thing about it is, the minute a, an American wins, they lose every bit of support from everybody. Yep. Kenny Roberts Jr. won in 2000, beat Rossi to the championship in 2000. Okay? And a whole lot of people think there's only one person who can say that on a two-stroke, and that would be Kenny. Yep. And Kenny Jr. can flat ride. I've seen him do dirt track, go around his dirt track at home on a CR4, CRF450, go through the whole track with his feet up. Full opposite lock, everything. Lit his feet up, killing it. Okay, you win. Nikki wins. 2006, the last year of the big bikes, 990s, the gorgeous 990s that yes. were there. 2007 rolls around. Oh. 2007 rolls around. It's a Spanish sponsor, mm -hmm. a Spanish manager of the new Spanish rookie, mm -hmm. the midget that is Danny Pedrosa. <laughs> they built the bike around him. Now, I harbor no ill will toward Danny on this, except for the crash at Spain or whatever. I harbor no ill will toward Danny because he was young and impressionable and he had a lot of Puge with him. Puge can thank God they've got him out of HRC because he was actually running the team. Nicky got screwed on that deal. Big time. So when he left and went to Ducati, <clears throat> only one person could ride that bike, and it was Casey because he jumped in there and understood. How, it wasn't the fact that he used all the electronics. He used the least amount of electronics he could use, and he figured out how to use it. And the fact that Casey's ridiculously fast, you know, that doesn't hurt either. Right. I'm not a Casey fan, but I will sit there and say right off the jump, you to ride. dude can ride. But after everything that happened in MotoGP this year with Crashgate and Rossi and Marquez and Lorenzo and all that, I'm kind of done with GP. Yep. I really don't even want to deal with it anymore. Um, I'll watch it if it's a good race, just because I enjoy racing. But, you know, coming to that note, not but, to interrupt, yeah. you know, this no, year, at least, you know, earlier in the season up until 
was it Sepang? No, Phillip Island. Phillip Island. The Phillip right Island before Phillip Island was great. You but know, then people started. We actually yeah. had races. We had yeah. competition. It we was, had you know drama on the it was tracks. Awesome. That, it was fun to watch. Yeah. And it's just you get to the point where you're watching Marquez, and it almost looks like okay, you've been in it for three years now, right. and you're still making really stupid rookie mistakes. Right. Like acid when he. That was the. I looked at that and I was like, "You are a moron." Right. This is the dumbest thing. I'm like, "There's no way that you're going to make that work." And all of a sudden, you okay? You're thinking you're going to make that work, and you're going to take some. No, no, I'm done with you. I mean, and you and he is, and it it kills me to say this. He is the future of the sport. True. He is because when because everyone is still on with the Rossi world, mm-hmm. and Rossi, love him or hate him, I don't know very many people who aren't a fan of him, but. He's the star. He mm-hmm. is the star. And when he le- when Rossi was not riding, when he got hurt back in two thousand nine, was eight or nine? The last, yeah. which two thousand nine, because he nine. left left the Ducati, went to, yep. went to Ducati in twenty ten. Because when he was not riding, ratings dropped significantly. Yep. He's so, a rock star. He is the reason yeah. why a lot of people even know what, what MotoGP is. is. Yeah. You know, and like you said, when he leaves, who's going to fill his shoes? Marquez, Marquez, and Lorenzo. Lorenzo's not going to do it because Lorenzo's not, you know, he doesn't have that rock star quality. He's no, too quiet. No. He's too. He's wanted weird. to so badly. Cause, I mean, he, look he at the way he it. sets up. Look at everything he about doesn't know, Lorenzo. It doesn't matter what he. Yeah. He's, he's not going to do it because he's not. He doesn't yeah. have the flair. He doesn't it's have the personality like, to go with it. It's almost like trying to watch a German be funny. You know, you know, you look at it. And you, it's just <laughs> not really going to work. I love. I mean, I've met a lot of cool German people. I work for a German car manufacturer. And I've met a lot of. Their, I've met some of their engineers. And they're, like, they're great guys. They're fun to be around. But when. you you don't see a whole lot of stand-up comedians that are German. Right. And if you did, would you really understand yeah, their jokes? Yeah, it's not really understand anyway, but it's one of those things where you look at it and you go, the Italians are always going to have a flair. Like, sit Marco. God rest Simicelli. That guy, if he if that would, if he would still be here, Marquez would not be on the bike that he's in right now. And I'm sorry, it's just not ever going to happen again with Marco. Because Marco was... Marco was on his way to be a golden child, and I'm sorry, that dude, I would, if he was still here, I would have him and Rossi on the same team. You want to talk about a team that would destroy people? We right. got two guys that, two like best friends that don't care, that don't give a shit about banging. And I love watching road racers just bang. Let's have some fun. Like, one of the best races you'll ever see, I've seen in a long time, 2004, Assen. There's six guys on top of each other, and it's the old acid, and they're flying. It, oh, I love that race. Right. But anyway, but off of GP, because there's so much other stuff going on around GP and politics and Berno not being on there, and Indy might come in back, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Let's get, about to, let's get back to what's actually happening now. Here. 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 Right here in good old USA. Where AMA. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. AMA have made it through their Big first changes. Year. Huge changes, thank God. They are talking about... I saw this the other day, talking about bringing the match races back. Nice. The, weekend. The, hard pro- the hard problem is the BSB start their season Easter weekend. That's the hard part. I would love to see this. Utterly love it. Because it would not only get the chance for our guys to go over there and race with them. Because due to the DMG debacle and everything else, mm-hmm. the U.S. riders are looked at as subpar. Yep. And I'm sorry, we have some guys. We have some guys that have gone over there and they've gotten their butt kicked. Josh Heron, I'm talking to you. <laughs> you might be a you might be a really nice guy. I've 
said hi to you. You've always been cordial. You had a big head on your shoulders when you left when you won the five race U.S. championship and went over there and got that ass beat. So, and you got you. It's tough because the only the biggest issue that I see coming out of the U.S. There's not going to be anybody that can go over there and do what Speeds did because they're as much as I love Josh. I adore Josh. He's the nicest cat on the paddock. Always cool. I've known, I've seen him come up through Weira. I've seen him come up through the back ranks of Toronto and Stream and everything else. I've got friends that saw Josh in his first race at Weira when he was on a CBR F3 at the back of the grid with novice plates on it. Right? So, Josh is not the hard competitor that Nikki mm-hmm. and Ben had. Well, of course, you know, you got to look at the, uh, the difference, too. When Nikki, when Colin Edwards, you oh, know, God. when all these guys, these legends of ours here in America were racing, when they were coming up, road racing was a lot different. There was, yeah. believe it or not, there was more support for it here in American soil back in the early 2000s, up uh, to about the 90s, and even the 80s. 2007. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden it just fell out from nowhere, maybe because DMG might have gotten in there and done something to it, well, but DMG at the same time. Came in and- Napalm the lot of right. ridges, so but, that's what killed that off. But now you let's compare that to the European riders, where honestly, if you are honestly right now, if you're a Spanish kid wanting to get into road racing, you're you've a, got so many avenues and you've Spanish, got so much more support. If you're Spanish, if you're Italian, or if you're English, yeah. which blows my mind. Yeah, because there's been decent English riders come out. I mean, yeah, we've got well, we've got an Irish world champion now, but it's. You know? It's tough looking at it because I mean, yeah, they get a lot of they get a lot of support because they've got a lot of corporate sponsors over there in England. Yes, and, and sport bikes themselves and performance motorcycles are a lot bigger chunk of the market than they are here in the, over in England mm-hmm. than they are here in the states. Just because they don't have interstates, right? Their interstates aren't that long. They've only got 800 miles worth of country, right? Up and down, so. Their back road systems are a lot better and everything else, whereas here we've got to go 30, 45 minutes out of our way, no matter what happens, mm-hmm. in any direction to get a halfway decent road. So, and their tracks are a lot closer together, and they've got all, you know, they converted all the World War II bomber and fighter bases over the racetracks. So the racetracks aren't that far apart. Here, the closest racetrack that hosts an AMA event is three and a half, four hours away. It's Birmingham and Road Atlanta. Right. Which, thank God, they're both back on the schedule again. Exactly. I just pour down rain like I did this year at Road Atlanta. But anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for AMA this year because the rumors are, I was talking with the Road Race Factory guys back in Birmingham, Kawasaki is going to come back as a factory effort Woo-hoo! probably 2017. They're Testing the waters with latest racing this year. This just got released on Road Racing World. Latest is moving up from Super Sport. Nice. Off the Triumph, which they'd had some success on. Bobby Fong, amazingly, I've never been a huge fan of Bobby. He's good. He can make, he makes the grid. He's top five. He's fast. I'm not dissuading that. I just, I don't know. Something about it. Just like, I don't know. Um, they're moving him up, and they just snagged David Anthony from Aussie Dave. They wow. took over his team. Well, it was his team. They're taking over his team, and they're bringing both of them up, and they're putting them on ZX-10s for Superstock next year. Huh. Um, Superstock 1000 is going to be the class to watch next year because Gagne isn't moving up. They're going to keep him on a Superstock bike. Heron's moving up. They're putting Heron on a Superstock 1000 with me, Motorsports. Um, the ZX-10s are going to be in. 
with latest uh, with Bobby and um, Dave Anthony. You've got Josh and Cameron still there, and you've got Roger and Jake. God, Jake, I love you to death. Come on, brother. They've got those two on <clears throat> the Yosh bikes, which thank God they're getting a new bike next year after nice. well, 2017. Thank God. Right. Because I've I can finally be a Yoshimura fan again. <laughs> With the Chris Clark era and Martin Car Martin. Martin's fast, don't get me wrong. I just couldn't it, it got to it got kind of shallow there for us Yosh guys. But um of course I'm a Yosh fan from the good old days of three bike teams and Aaron and Aaron Yates and uh Tommy and mm -hmm. uh Matt. Right. Which oh gosh. If I could those three guys. Oh, who was it? It was no, it was Ben. It was the it was the I called them the bad three stooges. It was Matt, Ben, and Aaron all on factory Yosh bikes for two years and you I'm not kidding you. They were everybody was fighting for fourth. It was awesome to watch. Yep. I love that year, those years. Yep. Again, anyway, quality racing, yeah. watching people battle it out. Yeah, Honda's yeah. making waves of maybe coming back in the next year or two. Aprilia is going to be here. I'm calling it 2017 because they stepped in and they brought Sheridan Marias from South Africa on their own and they kicked Dominguez off the bike and they put Sheridan on it. Really? Sheridan's fast. Sheridan's, again, he's South African. He's pretty quick. Um, they're running super stock. Um, the manufacturers are slowly coming back. I see twenty. I see Honda's. Gonna, I see twenty seventeen is going to be the big year when everybody halfway comes back, um, just because all the new bikes are going to going to be on their way in because well they'll have a year on the development on the ZX ten, but they'll have a new they'll have a new Jitra thousand. Mm -hmm. They'll have a new CBR. The Tuano will get an update. The BMW will probably come out with an HP four at the middle of this coming year. Right. I don't see how they're going to make that bike any better, but. Um, yeah. Yamaha's got the, the R1M that they're going to have two two years development on. Right. Um, they will have a new R6, hopefully. Triple? Uh, I don't doubt it. I really don't doubt it. It would be cool. I'm down for a triple R6. Absolutely. The 675, the 675 they don't have so much fun. No, you had one. Yes, I did. You had a 675. I had a 675. Like a month. No, What's I had it for six months. Six, okay, that's probably the Come longest on. you've had a motorcycle. Well, that's not true. I had the Hayabusa for a year. Again, we're digressing, but uh, I had anyway, that for a full year. Anyway, well, get, anyway. <laughs> this man changes bikes like I change socks, which doesn't say much for my laundry skills. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the American scene's coming back. If it is. The club racing scene, we're uh, needs to get some stuff rocking and rolling, but... We're as released their schedule. The Southeast region is going to be fun. It's just, it's Birmingham, Road Atlanta, Tally, and that, oh, Tally's so much fun. You go to a national race down in Little Talladega. I'm taking you down there this year, Dan. I'm all for One it. One of these days, I'm, I'm going to tell you, for I'm going to figure out when. I think it's the last weekend of February is the first race in the national. I'm taking your ass down to Tally, and we're going to go sit there and watch a real race, and I'm going to sit there and go watch these fuckers. Because <laughs> this dude right there, quality is mid-pack AMA. That dude doesn't do AMA because he's too old. He doesn't give a shit. That guy, yeah, if you'll see. Hell, they're testing. AMA's testing down there in the middle of February. Nice. I, if it's a public day, I'll see if I can get us down there. But awesome. if not, I'll figure it out. Who knows? Maybe uh, episode three may be coming from there. Ah, we'll see. Depends on, depends on the frequency of this. It might be episode three. It might be episode seven. We'll see. Hey. But um, other than that, exciting stuff 
for on the other side that we're kind of the nerds about um gear gear oh let's talk what's about what's up gear. with the Dionysia alpine stars thing the patent disputes with the deer and the airbag and the alpine stars somebody's right, done it, like Dionysia had it first and they've sent mm-hmm. alpine stars and taking it stuff. meanwhile speedy somehow stays out of this fight of course you know well speedy's probably not using is probably using their own system they have their own yeah. system so again how how closely are they truly watching each other while they're building these things who knows could it be corporate espionage could it just be dumb luck the point is either system they both seem to be proven to work when it all comes down to it it's going to be the money the all holy dollar or euro whatever it is that's going to decide everything and they're both italian yeah, they're both italian they're both from the same spot yep. in the in, in italy in, yeah. so it's just it, it's hard to not have something like this happen. That looks better, though. Yep. I will say this. Dynasty will yep. always look better. You know, but on our end, the end user, it just makes it better for us. Yes. You know, so we can't complain. You know, Danese is uh, one of those brands that is the holy grail of everything that is to it do is. with motorcycles and racing in particular. If you get, I'm not kidding you, I've got half, not really first-hand knowledge, but I've been watching Danese for years. If you got a Danese ride, you had a helmet deal from either Swami or HPV. Yep. The only person who got out of that was Nikki. Yep. Nick, because if you leave Arai, you are not welcome back. Yep. And Arai has a big chip on their shoulder, and they have every right to. Yes, they do. Every right. If you are a, an Arai sponsored rider, you, you it have it made. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry, Bruce Porter is probably the nicest guy you will ever meet at a racetrack. It doesn't matter what race series it is. Bruce Porter was always cool, always talked to you. Um, the funny one, I got a funny Bruce Porter story. <laughs> Let's hear it. So <clears throat> I'm working at a dealership here in town, and one of our guys, one of my customers is a, actually a, an Arrive sponsored rider, an Arrive factory rider. And he shows up, and he's got two brand new, this is back in 07, when they had the Colin Edwards gray and black, Oh. Uh, star five star helmet. Yep. I love, gorgeous helmet. I love Chris and I are helmet queers. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm yeah. I'm pushing about sixteen helmets I've right got now. Seven. Teen. I've got seven. <laughs> Four of them are signed. But anyway. But so the guy looks at me and he goes, Can I just trade these for some straight black RX seven? I'm like, why? He goes, Bruce keeps giving me these damn graphic ones and I don't want them anymore. I'm too old for this shit. Give me some black ones. I'm going to put white stripes on them. Alright, cool. Sure enough, I'm talking to Bruce about it. And Bruce goes, Trey never said that shit to me. What? I'm like, oh god, here we go. So I started a shit fight between Trey Beatty and Bruce Porter apparently. But oh well, I got figured out. But yeah, <laughs> so yeah, Bruce is the nicest guy in the world. Nicest guy in the world. So, yeah. but um, you know, gear, personally, I'm, let's get back into what I'm wearing and what yeah. not. Daniel's wearing. Personally, right now, I typically are wear. I'm wearing my Arai on a day-to-day basis. Uh, I do flip-flop back and forth. Um, I do also have an AGB Corsa that I also like to wear. Uh, and I also have a Scorpion EXO <coughs> 410 that I sometimes wear when it's really cold because That's, uh, the the whore helmet. Yeah, it is the whore helmet. But I will be honest with you. Of all the manufacturers, no one can touch the anti-fog quality of a Scorpion visor. I don't know what they do. I don't know how they do it. 
I've got but buddies, I've got buddies it at Racing works. They love them. Hell, Maladin was wearing Scorpion before Maladin he left. Maladin was getting paid a lot of money to ride a Scorpion. Well, that's true, too. That's I'll true, say too. that. Maladin, as much as I love Matt, Matt will always be known as a KBC rider to me because that's the yes. two helmets of Oh, KBC. Guy. Where are you, KBC? KBC? We miss you. Yes, we do. And Swami's trying to come back, but anyway. Uh, you know, I haven't been impressed with Swami no. as of yet. Um, I have a vote. I say we put this to vote. Okay. We hit pause. We take a quick intermission so I can go pee. And because we're at what 30 45 minutes? Oh, we're about pushing 50, 50 minutes. minutes in. Hit pause, and I'm gonna go pee, and we'll be back. We'll all right, be back in a moment. Welcome back. We have uh, all taken our breaks. We peed, we've had something to eat, we've come back, and we are ready to talk more about gear. Oh, god, we are. That's right. We were talking when we left, we were talking about Danese, we we're talking about AGV and Suomi and uh, Arai, and uh. Again, you pretty know, pretty much talking what Chris had in his what he was wearing currently, right. and then we I had to pee, right? So we took a break, and now we're back, and here we are. Here we are, and so we're here. here, and you're still with us. Thank you so much. Yes, um, amazing. Yeah, amazing. We haven't scared you off yet. <laughs> Give us a minute. I can try. Um, well, what I'm wearing, I'm in a Bell Star right now. I've gone from I've had a couple Swami Spec One R's. No. Yeah, Spec 1R wasn't the the high-end one. Um, had two Spec 1Rs. Love that helmet. No, three. Love that helmet. Adore that helmet. One of my favorites. Then Swami went into receivership and dropped off the face of the planet. Until and just recently. Until just recently, and I'm not really impressed the way they are right now. It's mm-hmm. just it, they, they've dropped some quality. If they can put the quality back in there that they had, I'm all for it. Uh, but went from that, had an RX-7 Arai. Good helmet, but I didn't really fit my head 100. percent Every or every person I've ever talked to always had that hot spot right in the middle of their forehead. Yep, so got, got that head shape, you need the long hole. Yep. But had that, and then I got out of that, and what happened after that? I got that bell. I got a bell star, mm-hmm. and I adore the helmet. It's the best helmet I've ever had on my head, personally. But <sighs> finally, someone has brought. One of my favorite riders, signature helmets to the U.S. AGV is releasing a Guy Martin replica, and I will be purchasing it because I've been a Guy Martin fan since 2006. So, and it will be a Corsa. So it's it's going to be, be an AGV Corsa. Helmet. It's going to be an utterly phenomenal helmet. I love the shape on it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of big helmets like the Arley Sharks. They right. always make your head look. They always make you look like a bomb. Sharks head. are huge. Not anymore. Huge. The new ones are good, like the Pro Race R One or whatever mm-hmm. the, the new ones are. They actually they've gotten the shell size a lot down, hmm. down smaller, which is really cool. But well, there's some sharp news that came out today. We'll talk about here in a minute. But um, the course it looks great. The shape on it's really good. The people I've talked to that have been there say it's great. So I'll probably end up picking up one of those right. helmet-wise. You know, touching on the Corsa, um, I said I do personally own one. Yeah. Um, I've also had several Bell Stars, just like Danny's had. Um, <clears throat> I'm always going to use the Bell Star as my my uh, standard. Bell Star, lightest, one of the lightest helmets I've ever owned. Of course, it felt lighter though. Yeah, of course, it is lighter. But then again, there's also a difference between the Snell and the EC rating. Now, the Bell Star to me is the most free-flowing air. Uh, ventilation-wise, as well as the most aerodynamic helmet I have ever owned. Yeah. When I had my Hayabusa, that helmet was rock steady, no matter how fast I took that bike. Yep. It was cutting through the wind like a knife, and it was phenomenal. It was incredibly yeah, loud, yes. Yeah, it is a loud very, helmet. very loud helmet. Wear earplugs, um, but still, 
ventilated better than anything else so much that if I wore it in winter, I was guaranteed to freeze. Yeah, you're going to get cold. But it cut through the air like nothing. The Corsa... It's a race helmet. It's designed it is a race helmet. It's not designed for quiet. Right. Now, the Corsa, race helmet again, I will say, it is just as aerodynamic. I don't think it breathes as good as the Star, well, but... it's not saying much, though. I mean, you know, a scale of one to it, ten, it, it still gets an easy nine eight point and a half eight, to nine. nine. Eight, it's right. like a nine point eight to a nine right. and a half. I mean, but the vertical horizon, oh yeah, of course, uh, when you're in the a full hole, tuck, oh the yeah, eye shape and everything yeah. else, that and with that cutout in the back yeah. of it, which is something that sadly the star was really bad at. Yeah, the star yeah. really cut into the back yeah. of your shoulders if you got a real good tuck. Now, now Bell is coming out with their new stars. I called redesigned. that before anybody knew he about did. it. He did. It was fun because I'm the guy that'll sit there and look at a picture and go, wait a minute, this isn't right. They were showing pictures of the Isle of Man testing two weeks before the Isle of Man at, oh, the airport, Jerby Airfield, I think this was mm -hmm. at. And it was, oh gosh, the guy who won the Super Sport race at the Triumph last year. Shoot. Who? Gary Johnson. Gas. That's who it was. I'm sitting here, I should, saw this and I go, wait a minute, he's a bell rider. That's not a star. I literally took a picture of it and sent it to Gilly, sent it to Chris. And I said, what the hell is this? They're working on something. Yeah. Sure, and he's like, I have no clue. Nobody knew what I was talking about. Nobody knew it. Six weeks later, I get vindicated going, hey, guess yep. what? There's a new star coming. Yep. Guess what I, I just wore it. today. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Called it. Yep. Now, the new bell star come in three different flavors, the standard star, uh, which is going to be your tri-matrix, that's the uh, carbon fiberglass composite. That's the, that's the fiber Kevlar, not yep. the carbon Kevlar, yep. right? Fiber Kevlar. Uh, Kevlar. Yep. Now, then they've also got the uh, Race Star, which is going to be your carbon fiber helmet. Basically the same thing, uh, slightly taller uh, vertical horizon on the inside, doesn't really look like it because it uses the same shield, yeah. but there is. Um, also, that's the pro bigger vents yeah. uh, on the uh, race. Now then there's the Pro Star which uses Bell's newer uh, carbon fiber technology which is half the thickness so it's yeah. even lighter and uh, you're not getting into any one of these for cheap. Uh, the Bell Star is going to be right around $700 going yeah, all the way up to almost pros, 14 The Pro is $1,400. It's yeah. right on there with the, the uh, Pista. Yep. Just with the Pista which is if you don't know AGV's top end uh, carbon fiber ver it's, variant of the Corsa. It still doesn't top that Arai that was like $3,300. Yeah. The, uh, did, they, did they even sell once here in the States? Uh, there were a couple people who bought the uh, the carbon fiber uh, Corsair. Um, again, I know just, Bruce Anstey was wearing it, but I was like, yeah, I'm not paying $3,300 yeah, for it. Yeah, it's one of those helmets where it's just a little too untouchable. Guaranteed, the guy who has that is also the same guy that owns an RC213 and, and, an uh, and a Desmo Sedici. Actually, the Desmos you can pick up for... Pretty reasonable now. Now, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were sixty-five grand when yeah. they came out, but you can probably pick one up. And I'm sorry if the, if the guy's riding H2, he does not have a carbon fiber Corsair. No. Although doesn't. I do know someone who also has a Bell Star on an H2. H2. But I've also seen an H2 get drugged on the interstate by a BMW. So anyway, yeah. I'll digress on that one. Yes. We'll talk about the H2 in a we'll different episode. We'll talk about episode. that on another episode. We'll yes, talk yes. more about bikes and everything else. But but yeah, it's just it, I'm going to be buying a Corsair. Mm -hmm. Just because I like that. AGV's got the best paint now, whereas Swami used to have it. Mm -hmm. The Swami Bellagio. Yeah. My my favorite helmet of all time. I adore that. I I waited three months for that freaking helmet. I was the first guy in the state to have it. There you and go. it was I was waiting on a container ship for six weeks to come over and go through customs and everything else. But anyway. Um so there that's the helmets uh, coming up. 
Um, I will be buying a new jacket this year too because I'm due. I've had the same jacket for a ladybug. That's a ladybug. That's a ladybug. <laughs> There's a ladybug infestation in my house. Awesome. But I will be buying a new jacket. I don't know what I'm going to get yet because I'm torn between get something that looks cool and works or just get something that is pure race and get somebody to decorate it up or whatever. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I yeah. bounce back and forth. I'm, and I'm, of course worst, I'm the most ADD person when it comes to Jack. Oh, I can name someone else that's even worse. Yeah, it's probably you, but... No, not me. Not me. Really? Yep. That other person's not in the room today. Oh, yeah, Tyler. He's not here yet. Yes. He's, he'll be on another... He'll be on episode soon, but he just... Anyway, we'll, yeah. we'll get into Tyler soon. Yes. Tyler's now, going to be around. Gear-wise, of course, we haven't seen what's coming out for 16 yet from any of the manufacturers That'll be... yet. Middle of February. Yep. So we'll see what Danese has for us, what Alpine Star for has for us. Of course, you know Alpine Star is just kind of, you know, they're gonna they're gonna make the same rock kind of solid. Stuff. Yeah. Right. Your your rock solid companies are always gonna be Danese. Now that they're mm -hmm. actually hitting the, they finally started hitting the U.S. market hard. Mm -hmm. When they got into they got a deal in there with Cycle Gear back in two thousand eight mm -hmm. nine somewhere. A little earlier than that. A little earlier yeah. than that. And that started hitting the U.S. market really hard because you couldn't really get it here for a while. Yep. Was, all you had was Technic, um, Joe Rocket, Alpine Star, mm -hmm. and that MotoGP slash Barrett stuff. Yeah. Which was actually pretty which good. Which was really good. Yeah. I mean, they were the first people to really bring a kangaroo leather suit yep. to the U.S. market. And I remember being in uh, Indianapolis for the dealer show back in 05, I think. 04? Oh, it was 05. And I picked it up. And it felt like I was picking up a textile jacket. Is that like I was, and it blew me away. It just blew me away. Um, but you know, kangaroo now has gotten so hard to the suit is so hard to get now just for tariffs and everything else. Mm -hmm. But I'll say this: one company that has hit the U.S. market hard these last couple of years that I'm really surprised of, and I'm really thinking hard if we can ever figure out a way to get a deal would be RS Tai Chi because they're sponsoring yes. Josh they're sponsoring Josh Hayes they're sponsoring a couple of guys mm -hmm. here in the States and I have a textile jacket of theirs and my undersuit shirt that I wear as RS Tai Chi the build quality on it is fantastic the textile jacket I've got lights up on the back hmm. which is cool because it makes you more visible than everything else everybody can sit there and say oh loud pipes save lives no loud pipes don't save lives loud mm -hmm. pipes scare old ladies and scare her into you Bright lights <laughs> save lives. Yep. So if you're riding, if you have stock headlights, I'm gonna tell you right now, swap them for LEDs. Make the put the brightest freaking headlight you can put in it. That way people will see you. Um. But anyway, that's that's not another podcast. Um. RS Tai Chi is really hitting it hard, and they've always had really good stuff. The cool thing about RS is they don't drum dye their leather; they screen print. Huh. So the drum die, if you don't know what drum die is, what they do is they just throw the leather leather in a drum of dye, and they just roll it around. Yep, and just let it soak in. Just let it soak in it, and they roll it around, and it sits in there for two or three days, and, you know, there you go. Now, I can, they had a Brian from Sportback Track Gear, who's a really cool dude. I've actually met him a couple of times at the paddock. He's a really nice guy, really always down to talk about whatever. It doesn't matter. And very quick. Very quick racer. I saw him at the Rear Grand Nationals about four or five years ago on an RC, not RC, it was a RSV4. Huh. 
mid-pack superbike, but I mean, you had some freaking head hunters in there. You had some weird head hunters from like Tim Demasdurfer and a couple of guys. Like, I mean, guys that were running with Jeff May when Jeff May got his ride. So, wow. like, these guys were no joke. He was in the middle of the pack. So, I mean, Brian's quick. He knows what he's talking about. Um, he took a piece of drum dye leather and ripped it in half. No joke. Like, not even trying. Right. Then he took a piece of this, the, the screen print stuff from Mars Tai Chi and couldn't move it. Right. If you've ever seen any of these, he's a big dude. He works out. He keeps himself in very good shape. He's a mildly athletic build. Mildly athletic build, my ass. All right. <laughs> dude, you're 6'1", 215, 220. You've got to be repping 300. I want to hear it. Right. Um, but RS Tai Chi stuff, it, and one thing that you will always learn with gear and everything else that you we will hear, we will preach to you, there are some bang for the buck stuff, mm -hmm. but you get what you pay for. You do. And we're also going to end up, at some point in time, we're going to discuss, especially when it comes to leather, mm -hmm. what to look for. Because, again, there are some diamonds in the rough out there. Yeah. Uh, that you can find for a couple hundred bucks. There's some real pieces of crap that you can buy for even more than that. You can, there's some real bad jackets and stuff yep. you can buy for eight hundred dollars. Yep. And most there's of the some time, really good stuff you can pick up for three fifty. Yep. And most of the time, if you walk into a motorcycle dealership, most of the times the people there sometimes actually don't know as much as you would hope. Yeah. I can think of a few places that are like that, but I've worked for a few places yes. that are like that. But we'll tell you what to look for when you find something. So for the guy who's got millions of dollars he can spend on whatever he wants, he probably won't need to listen to us because he'll be buying the best anyway. He already knows what he's getting. In. But yeah. for the rest of us out in the real world, especially for you guys who are just getting into the sport, getting on a bike for the first time, maybe getting forever. On the, getting on the track for the first yeah. time. We'll, we'll educate you, let you know what it is you want to find in suit, jacket, hair, gloves, boots, a helmet, Underwear, if you even need it. But hey, we'll, we're here for I'm it. I'm not going to get to that. That just gets kind of creepy. Um, but yeah, it's that. And then we'll answer any questions you've got. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Are you on Twitter? Are we on Twitter? We are on Twitter. I don't, uh, I don't tweet. Yeah, neither. We are on Twitter. Again, you'll probably just see retweets Random, of yeah. uh, various things. But you'll definitely find us. Uh, we are going to be doing some Periscope uh, videos eventually. Eventually, yeah. Uh, as soon as I can find a way to properly do it. Um, but yeah, yeah, if you have any ideas to help us out doing Periscope and that kind of thing, let us know, please. We are here. We're here. We've been wanting to do this for a long time. And mm -hmm. finally got to a point and said, look, we're going to do this and we're not going to. So we might as well go ahead and do it. That's right. And we're here just to be the guys that you guys come talk to. If we're not... We don't want to be the guys that, oh, he said this, that. No, come hang out. This is this is a way for us to hang out with everybody because we just enjoy hanging out with people. Yep. We're talking about motorcycles. We talk about motorcycles. We talk about the fun yeah. of everything it does. Um, you know, we'll be talking about different things we'll be doing in the future. We've got projects we want to do. Yeah, we've been listening to uh, some stuff we're going to talk about yep. and projects and everything. We've got uh, rides and trips that we're planning. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, the... I'll say this. This one picked up an RD100 the other day, which, oh, my God. Well, actually, it's an RS100. RS100, whatever. It's but, a moped. Yes, basically. <laughs> but I tell you what, when this bike is done. When it's done, it's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. We're going to, you know? one of us, I will probably end up vintage racing this yep. thing. Um, if you've been following us, in, uh, us on Instagram here anytime recently, uh, you'll hear about Project Solus once in a while. Yep. Uh, this is actually a 2013 Gladius. Um, that I'm going to be converting into a semi-hyper motard type thing. Um, it's actually in progress now. 
I've got some pictures I'll be uploading to Instagram here in the next day or so once I get everything figured out. Um, but that's just two projects that and we've got. And if we run into snags, we're going to sit there and say, anybody know a way around this, holler at us. We are always open for suggestions yep. and everything else. I've got some projects that once I get some stuff handled, I will be starting on. I'm going to be, I'm probably going to end up trying to start a Magnus Walker themed build of some kind. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tease that. Um, I've got, well, let's talk about what we've got in the garage right now. You've got the Gladius. I've got the Gladius. Gladius. It's okay. 13. It's all black. Yep. Um, you dropped a tube on the front, on yep. the front sprocket, which is going to make it snatch. It's out. already made it a lot happier to ride. Yeah, it's, it's a lot, a lot more exciting. It still needs a little bit of work down there, but uh, right now it's a good step forward. Now you've um, got a, hang on, you've got a full pipe on it. it oh, actually it's only a slip it's on it. So okay, more. so I didn't know if, you did, if you've done a slip on or not. I didn't uh, know if you've done a power commander What I'm planning on doing is probably getting the ECU retuned, reflashed, um, saving the money of going with the power commander, plus I can get everything else de-restricted with it, which... Yeah. This thing's not going to be running 186 anytime soon. No. But. That requires high booster rods and pistons. But do, anyway, right. we'll deal with it later. I mean, that's up on uh, the block. It's got new handlebars that just got put on today. Those Still look have good, a lot more. Thank you. Those yes. look really good. I went with. Um, the black some, pro tapers. Yep. Like that. Uh, contour bars. Yep. They're much taller, wider. Uh, definitely the, the handlebar stock were very cramped. Definitely wasn't intended for. You know, someone who's 5'10 or taller. Yeah, no. Uh, so this is going to be a massive improvement. I plan on raising up the front and the rear on this bike, kind of give it more of that hypermotard stance. Uh, definitely going to be putting some uh, semi dual sport tires on it. Uh, thinking about doing some of the uh, just do some, no wait that was going to say from Pirelli. I was going to I was going to say just do some rain some rain tires some rain race some race rain tires but those are too soft yeah those are overheat and cook never mind don't do that it's bad but we'll see how far we get from that yeah. point on uh, of course I've also got the ZX14 sitting in the garage which is always a uh, work in progress because because it's a Kawasaki ZX14 because if you have a bike you're always going to be tinkering with it no it's because it's a no, it's a ZX14 well anyway <laughs> hater over here no not a hater just just not a hater but I'll tell you what, it felt a lot better. Yeah, we'll talk about those tires in a oh, separate video God. with its own review, good yeah. and the bad. And there is good and the bad There's with these. And, and, with and I'm talking tires. about the Shinko Verge 2X tires. Yeah. Shinko. Shinko, yeah. And again, thank you for West, Western Power Sports mm -hmm. for letting me have the opportunity to try them. But we'll discuss that on an actual review video, which is yeah. going to be forthcoming because it's cold. It's too cold to ride right now. So heated grips and gears. I've got heated grips on my bike. Thank you. And I've got heated gear. It's just too cold. <laughs> anyway, now we'll talk about what I got in the garage. Um, I have, it is the first vehicle I ever purchased with my own money, which is why I will never get rid of it. Uh, it is a 2003 SV650S that has been crashed twice that I have since Street Fighter and put a GSXR shock on it. Survivor. Yeah. Uh, full pipe. I have to get the ECU done. There's a lot, there's a laundry list of this bike. I gotta actually pull the motor on it here soon. You get into it and get some stuff done. But on the other hand, I picked up a <laughs> BMW S1000R in red because the red's the best color on that bike. Um, that thing there is probably as fast as I ever want to go on the street. That thing came with a quick shifter. Came with, I mean, quick shifter, heated grips, electronic suspension. Chris hasn't, he hadn't ridden it yet. Not yet. We never had the opportunity because I blew the motor on it. And it wasn't my fault. It dropped a valve. I was doing 40 miles an hour in first gear at 
6,000 RPM and it did it on its own. Anyway. That's what he says. That's what happened. And I got, hey, thank you, BMW, because you covered it under the warranty, and I really appreciate it because it's a $15,000 motor. Anyway, um, that bike there, I'm probably just going to put a full pipe on it just to get the catalytic converter off the bottom of it because it just looks bad and it had 20 pounds on the bottom of the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, full pipe it, maybe ECU flash. I have to do an ECU flash and do some aesthetic stuff. And then when I go to the track, sling some slicks on it because that's all that bike needs. Because I'm sorry, 160 horsepower to the ground is all anyone needs on a track day, unless you're Josh Hayes. I, I nobody on the planet that is not a professional rider is going to get 100 percent on this bike. It's never going to happen. I don't care. You can. I know we've got egos. They're going to go. Oh, I can do it. No, you can't. I promise. Um, I'll be that guy. So, but yeah, that's what I've got in the garage. Um, just some. I'm going to do some little aesthetic stuff. I'm going to put barring mirrors on it. Whatever I can figure out. Where the, yeah, we got to figure that out. That'll be another that'll, video. That'll be another video. Um, barring mirrors, some different reservoir covers and res- reservoirs, make clean the front end up. Thank you, Rizoma. Thank you, Rizoma. Yes, that's going to happen just because they make the best stuff and it just looks so good. And then um, that's pretty much it. You only have maybe some, some LED headlights and some different turn signals, maybe. Um, take the rear mud guard off. Because it just looks bad. Um, but other than that, there's that. And then I've got the girlfriend bolt that will probably stay stock um, until she wants to do something with it. And then I'll be like, okay, what do you want? Here we go. And there's no telling what she wants to do with it. <laughs> Next thing I see. still haven't ridden that bike. <laughs> she will not let me ride it. Won't wow. let me do it, which is perfectly fine. I get it. She wants to put the first bunch of 100 miles on it, which is fine. Right. I, but Because she's afraid you're going to turn into a street tracker. I'm not going to turn it into a street tracker. I'm not going to do anything with it. This is her bike. I will let her sit there and say, I want to do this. Okay, cool. We'll do that. I'm not that guy. I'm not going to build my bike for her to ride. I'm going to let her build her bike for her to ride. Until she comes home to a King Kenny themed tracker. Never going to happen. Nope. I'm not going to do a King Kenny tracker on that bike. That'll end up being. Oh, I don't know what I do that. We'll find an excess. Yeah, we'll find an excess. I don't want to do that. I'll find it. There's not a vintage bike I want at all. Maybe an old school 900 Super Sport Ducati, like a 98. That's as old as I want to go. Because just uh, having watched Arma and <laughs> racing, and I'm sitting there watching the grid, and I can sit there and watch a CL350's bolts back out that are holding the clip on and holding the rear sets on. I want no part. I'm sorry. Arma, you go down to. I think that's user error. That might be user error. I don't know. I don't care. But I was sitting there watching, like, I don't want any part of this mess. <laughs> but that's about that. Yeah, but we've got right. some stuff we're planning. Uh, we're going to be hitting some track days. We will let everybody know where we're going to be because the track day schedules are kind of coming out here in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. We'll be more than happy for you guys to come hang out. And if we're at a track day, we will probably end up doing a quick podcast, maybe 45 minutes, and doing that and just talking about the day and what we saw and just pretty much just talking shit because that's what you do at the end of the day at a track. That's um, I will we'll, I will be at a, two AMA races this year working those I'll be at Barber and I'll be at Atlanta um, and I will talk about that when I get back um, and yeah if you see us out on Instagram give us a like holler at us if you've got questions shoot us stuff, a DM shoot, shoot us a, a message shoot us a message shoot us a DM shoot send us. a carrier pigeon if yeah, you have to or send an owl or a howler if you're a Harry Potter fan I don't know I don't care um it's 
just send us something. Holler at us. We are more than more than willing to answer questions as long as they're not really stupid. <laughs> All right. Don't sit there and ask me if your first bike should be a brand new R1 mm-hmm. or a Hayabusa or a Busa or a ZX14 or a Panigale or something like that. If you ask me that question, you are going to get a smart ass remark, and you're not going to like me. And I really don't care at that point. But anyway, um. Yeah. Working on that, and then we're gonna try and get, maybe get some. We're gonna get some. Hopefully, fingers crossed, get some bike reviews and bike rides and mm-hmm. videos, and that. And of course, more gear reviews. More gear. Reviews. We're gonna be honest. So right. I'm not kidding you. We are gonna be honest, and it's one of those things where we'll have guys come on. We'll have we'll have the reps and everything come up, and we'll give our honest opinion. We've got some friends that we are dying to get on the show because yes. some of these guys have the best stories. Yes. Oh gosh, I've got stories about. Oh. I've got a couple of Kevin Schwan stories that are really good that I will share. They're mostly common knowledge if you don't, but if you haven't followed racing or anything for a long time, you'll, you won't know. Mm-hmm. But there's some really good stories out there that we all know and love. And you know, that's what this is all about. You know, cause not everyone knows the stories, not everyone was involved at the time, but time to get educated. It's called, it's all in fun. We love riding. Yep. Um, and again, if you're in the Nashville area, holler at us. Uh, yes. Come hang out wherever we're at. If we're out and about and we say hey we're going riding uh, join meet up, in meet up with us here um we don't want to get 60 people out on a ride because some people might the way we ride some people might ride over their head anyway i've already been yelled at that for too long anyway <laughs> um yeah that's that i'm we're pretty like we're at like an hour and a half right yeah. now and if you're still if you're still listening to this, you're still conscious thank you my God, we love you. We love you. Keep it up. Keep up with us, please, because we're going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. We really enjoy it. We want to hear from everybody. Yep. But yeah, one, one more time. Guys. One more time, please. Questions, comments. You want to tell us we suck? You want to tell us we're awesome? Hit us up. Any gear questions yep. at all? Any questions about bikes in general? It doesn't matter. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's Give it. Us a shout. We'll all see right. y'all later. We'll see y'all next week. Thanks for listening, Wingnuts. This is Chris. This is Danny. Okay. Yeah, bye. Go ride.